but I just think Quan isn't a good character. Ah, uh, why? 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 And I could give two shits about Madrid. Come on, guys. Why, what are we doing? Master Chief's ass. I didn't expect that. What the fuck is this? I'm really confused on what they're gonna do. All right, everybody. Why'd I start like that? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Halo P-O-D-S-T, where we break down the Halo Paramount Plus show. As always, I'm Jake, joined by Sparks. Oh, yeah. And, and a wonderful, wonderful, quan-free week it is. Honestly, I spoilers ahead for my rating, but this might be the highest rated episode well, of the, uh, of the season. <laughs> not, not to delve into it too much. I mean, highest rated episode, no quan. Coincidence? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we we stayed away from the rubble the whole time, and I was like, well. I know. We, we almost kept full momentum going through this thing. Almost. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, but uh, I don't. We'll we'll get to the spoilers there. Um, overall, I think this. You know, you and I talked about it beforehand. This was hyped up before the show came out. Oh, they, they hyped be, it up so much. This was going to be the big episode that was going to win everybody over. Um, overall, I think it succeeded. I think it was a pretty fun, entertaining episode. I, I think it was a solid episode. I mean, I actually I was thinking about this the entire time I was watching it. So did did you ever watch like those first like three to four seasons of The Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah, I watched till okay. like season six. Do you remember how like actually not great that first season was? Yeah. I think this is I think this is in a similar boat where like it's got a shaky kind of first season and then two builds on that and then they kind of make the improvements in three. Uh, a lot has to do with show raider uh, showrunner changes because he had Frank Darabont leaving after season one. I think it was. And honestly, he only I think he only directed like the first episode. Yeah, he was a showrunner for for most of it. But yeah, season two is when they changed showrunners. Yeah, and and I think. Like, there's some okay episodes in season one of The Walking Dead, just like there are some okay episodes. But overall, season one of The Walking Dead is not great. But it was a solid proof of concept, and they kind of built on that shaky foundation, got a really good run going in, like, seasons four, five, and six. And then, yeah, I, I stopped. Fell apart. But we're not here to talk about The yeah, Walking Dead. I think it, I, I, I do think it is a pretty apt comparison because... Yeah, it, we we talked about it before this season even started that uh, there was going to be a new creative team and they were going to, I think, in their tell the story in their own way and lean more into uh, what we saw in the games because they're still playing with the idea that this is a different timeline so we can tell things differently and um, especially because in the games. Master Chief is not around for the fall of Reach. That's Noble's six, and we got no mention of them in this. But <laughs> oh god, I hate. I, I'm sorry. I just that that that's an excuse and such a cop out. Like I've been hearing it a lot lately with the Borderlands trailer. People talking about adaptations and different timelines. I'm like, just knock it off. All right, it's a cop out, and you know it. Well, and we especially with the show, we we there's a fine line with adaptation and then just being like you just wanted to slap a property on this so this would sell better. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think that is um that was very present in season 1 and I think season 2 they're leaning more into um the lore and a pretty entertaining episode. So um let's just let's get into it. Um I'm sure you have some thoughts. Oh, I have I have so many thoughts. You could almost say infinitely more thoughts than you. Possibly. I've given up taking notes, all right? <laughs> you watch so, it twice, you take all these notes, and then I just yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So uh season two, episode four, Reach. I mean, I don't think it's any mystery why this one's called Reach. Uh this is the big one. They've been hyping the hell out of it, talking about their one shot method which, uh, okay, sure. 
Uh, but so we open uh, actually from a pretty quiet moment here with Vanek going to the top of a tower to visit with some pigeons that he's lovingly named. Um, and actually, I think that's kind of a neat little a, a neat little dovetail, if you will. Uh-huh, right, clever, almost God. as clever as theirs. Wasn't it uh, Lenny, Benny? I don't know. They they were they had names. It was like Jenny, Benny, Lenny, and Keith. <laughs> yeah. Or Frank or something. I don't know. They were Again, pigeons. A little joke, but I, I think that's another thing that we talked about, especially last episode. The show is starting is not taking itself as seriously as that first season. It's having a little bit of fun. I mean, it's a nice quaint moment for a character who yeah. is like completely robotic in season one. So yeah, it is what it is. But so the really nice part is where for the first three episodes, we've been doing this really shitty juggling act with like four different plots each, and they're all kind of like slowly moving towards each other. Well, we cut the bullshit of the rubble because we're finally gone from that noise. And now we have an A, B, we have an A plot and a B plot. In your A plot, you have Master Chief and Corporal Perez, uh, who I, who I honestly, I'm starting to get the feeling she's going to be more of a, a more present character throughout the series because I feel like they're really giving her something to work with, but maybe I'm reading into it too much. Um, but we open up and there's explosions and they're running through the streets and then they get close to her family's little apartment complex and she wants to go in and try to evacuate them. And it's like, she's like, okay, yeah, go do that. I'm going to go to fleet com. And he gets like five steps away and just boom, building's gone. And so this is where they're like, I, I like how they did this. So you and I were, when we were talking about it, um, I was under the impression, I think you were too, that the whole episode was going to look like a one continuous shot. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's that's what they were going for because at a certain point in like cinematography, claiming that you did something as a oneer, a one continuous shot, is some impressive feat, and it, it's neat. What what we end up with here is a oneer, but it's got a lot of uh, a lot of shaky camera shots. Yeah. Which is honestly, it, it's almost more like watching, um, what what was that alien movie in New York? Cloverfield. Clo- yeah, it's like Cloverfield all over again. Uh, except maybe not as handheld. Interesting. So I, I think you and I might differ on this. Okay. Did you like it? It had its moments. Other times it felt very jarring. And I understand that's the fo- that's the vibe they're going yeah, for. Yeah, see, that's why. I, yeah, that's why I liked it because is, it's is, the chaos of the battlefield and yeah, the invasion. Very similar to the first episode, and and again, how I think season two is already better for me is I understand there's a certain style they're going for and an like a tone that they want to set. And I mentioned it in that first episode. We see it here again, where it's like. I like that it's disorienting. I like that it's dizzy and confusing and you don't know what's happening. However, I can understand how somebody would be like, it was too much for me. I didn't like it's it. Because th- there were some shots I'm like, a little hard to understand what's happening. Yeah, it, it's hard to understand and ultimately you get lost in everything. And again, I, I'm sure that's their intention, but it makes for a very frustrating viewing experience. Yeah, uh, you're tr- because you're trying to keep on one, keep point one on hand, something. you can convey that and have and show that. But there's also that other element of like you do have a responsibility to drive that story forward and give someone you, you, uh, something to focus on, you know. Well, and even as they're doing it, they keep switching points of view like you'll follow Chief for a while. And then once he catches up to Riz, spoiler territory here, the uh, the camera starts following her a little bit more. So it's like, it's not sure what it wants to do. It's very directionless. And I kind of, and again, I kind of like that they split this up and split that style up with just the scene, the fight for Reach while all the other stuff was like with Halsey and and uh, Bokeem Woodbine as Soren. Uh, oh, that's your one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how that was like traditionally shot, but the like the chaos of the combat was what the one shot yeah and and they, and they did it really well they kept breaking it up nicely um so yeah her uh perez's family or they're uh, assumed to be just fucking gone obliterated in an instant yeah. and probably for the best uh because 
you know, otherwise they would have felt pain throughout all that. Instead, they're just gone. So, hey, silver lining, I suppose. Uh, take that how you want. But uh, so he manages to convince her, hey, you're going to come with me to Fleetcom. Uh, we're going to, you know, try to reconvene with everybody, get to our suits so that we can go out and fight. Uh, and they end up in like this underground marketplace that hadn't been destroyed yet, which I found very interesting. Like everything's going on outside. And here you have these people just going around like they don't know what's going on, but it's not that big of a deal to them. Like it somehow hadn't gotten to them yet. Um, and then like after a couple seconds, we get a nice sweeping shot to the other end of the corridor. And wouldn't you know it, there's a bunch of cloaked elites just coming in. Um, I also want to say that I think it was interesting that um, while this is happening, Chief still, you still see how much of like why people rally behind him because he is such a focused uh, soldier. And he will, he'll touch on it later, but like the fact that, and and she has a motor like, yeah, this is my family. They weren't soldiers. She has to have that emotional moment. And he's like, he gives her a beat, but then he's like, all right, we got to move. Like he's, he's all, cause he's, he's the chief. He knows like they're going to keep coming and I need to get to my suit. I need to get the best chance I have. You know, we got to keep moving where she is kind of, you could tell well, she's not really a so you know, she's in the communications. Yeah. Well, and he understands that there's a time and a place to mourn the dead and this ain't it. You know, this is all wrong. We, we got literally being invaded. Yeah. Like later, just keep moving. Um, so, you know, we get, we get those cloaked elites coming in and then, you know what? God damn it. Chief doesn't have his suit, but fucking hell, if he's not going to hand to hand fight an elite. This was so fucking cool, man. Like just the, I love it. I, it, it was like 90% cool. I'll admit once the elite was decloaked, there was some really Yeesh. shaky CGI. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was some interest. Yeah. There's some bad shots, but overall pretty awesome. I, I yeah, do. Yeah. No, get... Great. It's a great fight. And the fact that he killed, like, that's the thing. They're doing well in this season, and I, I got to give them props. They went with an idea of, like, let's just do it and see him be a soldier without the armor. Let's see him just be a badass without it. and to which, see- which is... Which is a really weird parallel to considering everybody else's complaint of him taking off the helmet. All right, well, what if we take away all the armor? <laughs> and I'm sure people be mad about it. Sure, whatever, I get it. But I can, the whole time I'm watching this episode, at no point did I say this would look better in the suit. Sure. Or this, you know, like the whole time, I'm like, this is fine the way it is. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to him wearing the suit, but the fact that he did this barehanded without a suit was fucking cool. And I, and like it, it, just, it made the feat all that much more impressive. And also it let you see him emote more. And, and it's also saying that like the armor is attacked on thing. Like these dudes are still deadly and superhuman outside of the suit. So they could still fight outside of the suit. And I, I like that a lot too. And, uh, I again, I love that whole scene because he was able to f- to sniff that guy out. Like the fact that he out of nowhere knew that was an elite because he's seen them they're cloaking so much. He knows where to look and how to look for it, and he just fucking takes them out. Like again, awesome scene. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. And it's like, why did it take us this long to get here? That's what I kept thinking well, that whole episode. Yeah, that's that's a long, complicated answer. <laughs> um, so they end up leaving the marketplace and they end up in this like home slash storefront from this this collector this vendor woman who's got like antiques from earth um and ultimately the woman doesn't want to leave her stuff and she just kind of accepts her fate um but a little blinking you miss it kind of moment jake did you happen to notice a fun little easter egg on one of the shelves um no maybe if you tell me i'll probably notice it in my head there was an xbox an og Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yep, just sitting right there. I saw the X shape. I'm like, oh, you sons of bitches. Oh That's- yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought that was an X, but I couldn't make it out. So yeah, that was an Xbox. So yeah, I see you. And uh, I did like this scene because again, it shows Chief being like she doesn't want to leave. She knows, uh, like I don't know how, because that leads into the next scene where they go to like a hardware store, right? And 
she has that moment of like, how are you just like all this shit's happening and you all this death, you're constantly around it. How do you keep going? And he has that whole thing of like, he just doesn't think he can lose. He just goes, I might lose to people, but they I'm not going to get. Well, t- turns out he was once visited by a woman and got 15 coin flips in a row, but he knew the answer is it wasn't luck. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, that's a little more mythologizing than I'm comfortable with, but okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I can understand that. It does feel like they got to build up his legend and all that, but uh, I I liked that scene, and maybe it's just because I like Pablo Schreiber, but I don't know, man. I think this is a good scene, and it works fine without him in the suit. Mm-hmm. Well, him in the suit, it wouldn't it wouldn't attract nearly as well. Yeah, because it, it loses its humanity. Because he's looking at her this whole time after her family dies, and he's just, she's just trying to talk to him about it, and and you believe it. And I kind of like the cockiness. I kind of like the arrogance of being like, I I might lose some people, but they ain't gonna kill me. Like I'm not. I, well, and I'm sure I'm sure he's a little jacked up on adrenaline right now too. Yeah. Um, so they end up leaving that woman's shop, and then they end up catching up to uh, Riz, Lewis, and Danilo. I actually had to go back a couple times to figure out his name, uh, but he's Lewis's SO, the masseuse or therapist. Um, and they're hunkered down, fighting off Covenant with a bunch of Marines. Um, this is uh, fucking sad. <laughs> well, it, it, it not yet. Oh, yeah, it'll get, we'll get there. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they, being Riz, Lewis, Nil, and like five Marines, they decide, hey, everyone, we're going to move on to Fleetcom. Um, so they end up doing like this really great tracking shot through a building. <coughs> um, and there, there's a liberal use of grenades here, which I found very interesting considering you're in a building. Yeah. Which I feel like would have demolished it even more, but suspension of disbelief. So we'll move on from that. But uh, again, more leads, a lot more fighting. Uh, Danilo has ended up like just getting killed off screen but uh riz sees him oh uh yeah and before sorry i wanted to mention this but you were on a roll um when we first see danilo one of the funnier awesome lines of that was like you keep shooting i'll uh what did he say you keep shooting i'll find you fucking yeah lewis he's out there blind fighting with a launcher dudes and he's just like yeah keep shooting i'll find you and i was like that's a great point because he would still be able to hear it, but I don't know. Well, hypersensitive uh, yeah, Spartan hearing. You know. I feel like that would be worse because there's so much noise. And I'm sure it's it's, it's not like louder, but it's more fine tuned. But anyway, yeah, Riz finds Danello. He's got like a like looks like he must get hit in the chest with a shotgun or something. Plasma, I think probably. Um, which uh, I was just like, oh. So so she tosses a grenade um, to kill more elites and then jumps out of the window nearly. Pulls off a superhero landing, but ends up rolling it, which honestly is probably more realistic. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the uh, superhero landing is really hard on the knees. Again, the one take method or it works all really well. And, uh, you know, I personally like the fact that it changed perspective and kept that shot, but it changed to Riz. And then we'd come back to Chief. I, I kind of dug that a lot, especially for this. But the... um. That's that superhero landing did not look good like that. No, it looks like it hurt. Well, I mean, the shot itself didn't look that great, but yeah, well, ah, whatever. It's a, it's a hard and shot. You know what? Um, I'd rather they do that than put someone in danger of an actual explosion or something, you know? Sure. Uh, so uh, she jumps out the window, lands on the ground and then catches up to Lewis and Lewis starts asking about Danilo. And she basically has to tell him he ain't coming. And uh, it's pretty obvious what that means. Yeah, because he, he, already... he keeps saying, where's Danilo? Danilo, I'm like, ah, oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh, so, Lewis, at this point, he's not a Spartan. His significant other is gone. He's got nothing, basically, left. So, he's he's going to do His what home's most... getting destroyed. Yeah, why not? Yeah, he, he's going to do what any person who's probably out of their minds with grief going to do. He, he ends up sacrificing himself when a fucking wraith shows up. Yeah. Uh, and basically just, like, grabs a grenade belt and fucking just walks into it. So, uh, yeah, so that leaves us down from five Marines and four named characters to Riz, Chief, and Perez. Just like that. Also, I think it's funny that, uh, like, again, they do this whole thing without their armor. Oh, did you catch the other Easter egg when Chief meets up with Riz? Uh, the what? When he's, 
Yeah, I need a weapon. Sure, yeah. Because that's what Chief says, and I, I need a weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any other references in that. But I'm sure there were. I'm just not nearly skilled enough. Also, I love the fact that we're seeing some BRs. I think we also got a DMR in this at one point. Well, we got fan. Well, we got an AR in season one, episode one. We definitely got our <laughs> BRs here. Uh, we've had more than enough plasma weapons. A couple uh, magnums showed up. Swords everywhere. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about the end of this episode. Um, so yeah, like so, we've got three survivors, and they make it to Fleetcom. They reunite with Vanek, and mysteriously, Kai is, this is MIA. Yeah. So this is what I was gonna ask, because I, I was like, I don't remember. I know she had that conversation with Ackerman. Do you, I, I'm assuming they're implying she left with him. Where that's, is she? Actually, that's where exactly I'm thinking. I'm thinking after the end of last episode, where. Basically, her trust with Chief was just like shattered, and he's like, "I don't need a friend. I need a Spartan." Like that was the breaking point. And mm. I think at that point, Ackerman had a lot more faith in her than she did, or than he did with Chief. So it's like, "Hey, we we need a Spartan, uh, someone we can kind of build our next generation off of." So it's you. And she goes with this. <sighs> Because okay, so that's what I am thinking too, and the only reason I'm thinking that is not just because, okay, the other reason I'm thinking that not just because she's not in this episode, but because that would be the thing is like what you were saying is he is gonna make her the next chief, mm-hmm. which is why he wouldn't mind letting him die there because in my mind again, it doesn't make any sense why you would leave your biggest military asset on the planet you know that's being invaded unless you think, oh, I'm going to make this other person the leader of the Spartans. Well, the even bigger tell there is, uh, so it turns out Ackerman took the fucking suits. Yeah, and I was like, okay, because I was expecting them to put on the suits. And get to whip an ass? Yeah, because my thought was like, oh, we're going to be, like, most of the episodes I'm getting there, and then once they get there, they're going to fucking clean house. But that's not what happened, and I'm okay with it. I really, I like, I don't have, I, I was bummed. I was like, damn it, because I, I, well, I'm a sucker for the suits. Show me the toys. I want to see the well, toys. And, and I think that was an interesting choice because we went from an episode of building anticipation to the suits. And then once we realized that those are off the table, the stakes actually go up even more significantly. Mm. Uh, and honestly, I think it's better because we get a lot more, yeah, emotional stakes at the end of the episode. Um, So, um. Chief goes to talk to Keys, and that, that just this fun little this, this fun little line. The uh, you know, part of me was hoping you were dead so I didn't have to listen to this. I told you so. That was good. I yeah. like that. I was like, yeah, that, that actually feels like something. Somebody says, yeah, fucking hell, I got to deal with this now. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Chief didn't he say sorry to disappoint or some shit like so, that? Yeah, something like that. Sorry to disappoint, sir. Um, or never. I don't know. So, something to that effect. Um, something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, so then Keyes basically tells him, hey, yeah, uh, Ackerman knew everything. Cobalt, they, you know, died outside of uh, Visegrad, never even Somebody. knew what hit them. Two two weapons had full mags, which means those Cobalt team got fucking pwned. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, Keyes, you know, he's still around, so he is hell-bent on evacuating citizens and just fucking sticking it to the Covenant. Like, you might take reach, but I'm going to make you fucking pay for this. Great speech when uh, he, he starts rallying everybody at uh, Fleetcom. Yeah, no, he, he, does, he does this really great. Uh, he does this team meeting where he basically tells the Marines, hey, guys, you're basically doomed. I can understand, you know, if you wanted to leave, but everybody, you got nothing to prove here. You are heroes in my book. Uh, it, it's kind of like that kind of thing you'd see in, like, uh, Independence Day where the president's given that big we're gonna fucking fight the aliens speech the and and man i was like all right and i because i like uh i don't know the actor's name but i do like the dude that's played key uh jacob keys Mm -hmm. and so like yeah when he's like they fucked with the wrong planet i'm like all right i would fucking go to war for this guy i'd choose i'd run through a wall for this yeah everybody's uh everybody's amped they know they're gonna die but they're fucking ready to go Um, and i'm a sucker for like I'm the sucker for those gung-ho things like that. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's fucking die. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, and then Keyes, Keyes actually wants to fight alongside the troops on the bridge, but the Spartans managed to convince him that, nah, sir, you're, you're getting the fuck out of here. Like, Yeah, he also had a good line where he said, uh, what, credentials don't mean shit right now or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and and it, honestly, I mean, I thought it was a good on their part because, you know, obviously this is somebody they can trust and they don't want to just go lose them senselessly. So right. And he's sense. someone higher up in, in UNSC and yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the Spartans and a class of Marines, they go to set up, uh, in repel an invasion on the bridge while keys works on evacuating all of the civilians and wounded. Um, and he tries to get her one of the ships, but, uh, turns out some jackals managed to get along the side and they start climbing up the fucking building right up to the, uh, the dock and they're trying to attack. And this actually is where our A and B points converge. We, we, yeah, we finally get Soren. Yeah, so Halsey. Meeting. So actually, they break out of VR prison. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess before we go any further than that, let's uh, let's switch gears and go over to the B plot, uh, which is Soren and Halsey. I uh, know Halsey, of course, she's in her little virtual prison cell, um, and then Ackerman brought Soren in, and they're just kind of like. Which again, what a petty little bitch oh, that, yeah. uh, Ackerman is, because he's gonna evacuate a planet he knows is doomed to die, and let these two have their little reunion, and they just die together. Like, yeah. what a bitch. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's kind of an awkward moment there for the two of them. I mean, Soren, you know, he talks about how like he's played this moment in his head thousands of times, what he would say to her, what he would do to her, ultimately. All, it means nothing, really. I thought you'd be taller. I thought you were tall. I remember you being taller. Yeah. Like uh, um, and then actually a little cut back. So when um, Perez's family were blown up in that whole building, we actually saw that the power go out in the town. At the same time that happens, the power in Fleetcom goes down, which takes down Halsey's prison, which I thought I thought was a little funny little moment is after the 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 uh, the graphic overlay, the illusion was gone. She like reached for the wall. And I was like. Did you not realize you were in a a, a cell? Yeah, like I, the, like you're, you're or, a brilliant person. The, when he goes to the door and she's like, "The security is still on," blah blah blah, and he she's like, "Don't walk through that," and he just like walks through the door. Yep. And he's like, "Are you gonna? Are you coming?" Yep. And like it was. <laughs> yep. They escape. Uh, Soren tries to go left. Halsey goes right, and uh, she's like, "Hey man, you're gonna have to trust me. I know we're around here. It's like I'm gonna fucking do that again." Uh, you know what? Spoiler. He does. He ends up following her. Uh, and, wa- and while they're walking along, Halsey starts asking questions about she, uh, Kessler, his son. So she's showing again that she does remember the Spartans and they're not. She's not as callous as, as we think. she. Yeah. Is. Like, I feel like they're actually doing like this really nice. I wouldn't call it necessarily subtle, but these little things to try to walk back the full fucking sociopath that she became in season hold, one. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Here's my theory on that. I think that was just the clones. Like, the more she kept flash cloning, like, the more deteriorated their morality started to be. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is some angle they could play while trying to redeem her character. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's really any of that. Like, you're talking about the, the Julia flash clones? Because, I mean, well, the, 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 one, the main Halsey we spent time with last season. No, I think that was Halsey. The the clone that we saw die in uh, Fleetcom possession was okay. So when they got onto the ship, her and um, her little fucking weird assistant, yeah. they brought a uh, a giant box casket shaped thing on board. I think that was her contingency plan was a clone that in the event like this goes sideways, she could spring it and make a run for it. Hmm. I think that was her plan all along. Like. I think legitimately we're just seeing her not be nearly as sociopathic because I think they just overdid it in season one. So the, the writers for season two, they're trying to walk it back. I mean, she's actually like trying to talk to, uh, she, she's trying to level with Soren, try to empathize with him a little bit, talking about how, you know, she remembered him. Um, and then she, she lets slip this idea about, you know, maybe ne- she shouldn't have let him go or she was sad to sad when she let him go. Uh, which was interesting because it was like a quick little moment, and, and then he said I escaped. Yeah, yeah, and then we end up cutting to a different moment entirely because it gets interrupted. Uh, so then they get then they get to that room where Cortana was, uh, but hey, everybody's favorite weird covenant bitch McKee shows up, and she I assume she takes Cortana. 
Yes. That, that, yeah. Um, and with with that said, I assume since they're already there, they either already grabbed the artifact or Ackerman took it. One or the other. I'm, I'm pretty sure in the last episode he took it. Okay, yeah. So she takes Cortana for some reason. Wait, they, no. My key has the artifact. No, no, she has half of it. Right, right. Yeah, she has the half that was at um, Visegrad, and then the other half yeah, was in uh, pretty, Fleet Com. Um, yeah, uh, Ackerman took it with him. Yeah, so then she took Cortana's box for, again, some reason. I don't know what. Yeah, that's another thing people are trying to theorize why the Covenant want Cortana. I don't know, because I guess it's important to Chief. That's the only thing I can think. Um, so the elites... Part of the great journey. Yeah, the elites try to enter the room, but Soren throws this grenade that he picked up a little while ago, and then Soren and Halsey are blasted backwards out into a wall. Um, and that's where they kind of cut back to the A-plot, but we're not doing that just yet, because eventually they get up, Halsey's got ringing ears, because, you know, grenades will do that to you. Um, and then he basically, like, he, he, like, grabs her arm, he's like, okay, what the hell did you mean, let me go? I escaped, I got away from you. Yeah. And basically she told him, well, here's the thing. Like you were always a, you were strong headed. You always knew what you wanted to be. You're a natural born warrior. And all of the other children, all of the other Spartans, they looked up to you, including John, Master Chief. Um, you know, he deferred to Soren. So after his accident, she wanted Chief to become more self-reliant and become the leader that she believed that he could be. So when Soren tried to make his escape, she kind of put the machinations in place to make his escape easier. Hmm. Hmm. Um, because honestly, it removes the competition. Without Soren there, Chief becomes the de facto leader and, you know, proves everything that Halsey thought about him was right. Yeah. Um, again, and I think it's really interesting between this and Julia and everything, it shows that, like, all of the things that she did with the Spartan program. It's not like she just did it and forgot about it. It's all etched on her soul. Yeah. Um, again, we're, we're walking back that socio she, yeah, sociopathy. Yeah, seeing her be remorseful. Remorseful, uh, nostalgic, uh, sentimental even. Yeah. Um, you know, again, she's not a complete monster. Everything she's done has been very calculated and pragmatic, but not evil. And again, I think that's that interesting parallel that we saw kind of playing out between Ackerman and Halsey. Their motivations might be similarly aligned, but the their intentions are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's a very striking juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, seeing him be petty really kind of, like, cemented that. Uh, so after all of that, they catch up to Keys. Um, Keys reveals everything that's going on. She asks about her own daughter, Miranda. She did care about her daughter. Again, not a fucking monster. Um, and Miranda. Where is Miranda? <laughs> yeah, Miranda was Miranda was evacuated with Ackerman and all the other important people. So she's not dead. She's just gone. But not in that way. This actress has not shown up for half the season. But... Yeah. Um, so Soren almost gets onto the ship, but he hears the approaching jackals. And again, this is where A and B converge. Um, so Keys tries to fly the ship out, but it turns out that the fuel lines are still hooked up. So he pulls Perez in. He makes Perez take charge of flying the ship. He says, you know, how to fly this. Yeah. Everybody in Halo universe knows how to fly things. Yeah. He he basically says, I'll be back. Don't worry about that. And of course that was a fucking lie. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so basically, you know, he's going to try to sacrifice himself. He goes to disconnect the fuel supply. Um, he gets it done, but he's surrounded by jackals. And it turns out when he disconnected it, he didn't shut off the fuel supply. He just disconnected the hoses. So yeah. you know where this is going. Yeah, because once his, the hose comes out, you see the fumes. Yeah, you know. so you know this is going. He, he basically just fucking self, he self-immolates. He implodes. He blows up, blows up everything, and the evac ship manages to get away. Um, and, of course... Again, Halsey's not a complete monster. She is distraught at Jacob's death. Yeah. Former, yeah, I mean, yeah, she actually is remorseful for her former lover being. I mean, that, that was her husband for some period of time. Seeing Th- They him did explode. care about each other. Yeah, uh, I kind of, 
I had a feeling this was going to happen in some way when he had to go change the fuel lines. Well, fix the oh, yeah. Lines, no, it, it, it wasn't subtle at all. And, like, anybody who knows their Halo, lo- Halo lore knows this, that Keys is doomed to die. Yeah. That's that's going to happen. Miranda will die, too, eventually. And I think it was a really good scene um, because, again, I think the guy that plays Jacob is really good. Um, the only problem I have with it is he just... the it. <laughs> I know what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work because it was a pipe. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you want a light? And then blows up. I think it would have been fine with like a cigar or a cigarette, but the pipe just looked weird to me in that mm-hmm. shot. I don't know. but Well, especially because Keys, Keys was known for having a cigar, wasn't he? I, th- I thought that was Sarge, pretty sure. I thought Sarge was Keys. Okay. I, again, I'm way out on the Halo lore. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, pretty sure he, they're different. But yeah, whatever. But he fucking the, lights the point up is, and... a cigar would have looked better. It was whatever. But I th- still think it was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, and it's sad. I knew it was coming, but I was like, ah, oh, dang. Yep, there that goes. Well, and he 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 basically like he he was kind of like paralleling what Lewis had done. They're like everything is lost, so he's going to give everything he can to if help I could others. Save these people. He was exactly where he was supposed to be. So while that's happening. Which actually was kind of a weird little recurring theme throughout the uh, season or this this episode was people talking about ex- being exactly where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Like I feel like I definitely picked up on that. A and the times. fact that so the episode ending after that we were so close. Oh, that's getting a sword fight. Well, hold on, because we're not, we're not even done yet. So the bridge gets blown up, uh, and then like almost immediately, everyone, everyone being Halsey. And Soren, and now because of the ship getting stuck, they called back the uh, the Spartans. Uh, so now you've got all three Spartans and a bunch of Marines, and everybody's just fucking surrounded by Covenant Jackals, elites. It's a fucking hallway fight here. Um, and we get this nice moment where we get to see Spartans in full action, including Soren and Chief basically fighting shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, that scene was awesome. Um like when they were actually like t- like working together, like they were, you know, you saw like what how they worked together as a team. Yep. I was like, ooh, we're gonna get that's. I was like, that is some blatant forfeit shattering. You're gonna get Soren back in armor, and they're gonna be together. Um, but like you've been alluding to all episode, we almost almost get an epic energy sword fight between Chief and the head elite who. Some people might end up believing that it's Vargat and I, our possible future arbiter. It, it, like, it almost happens, but as he was getting ready to take the first swing, Chief gets fucking shot in the shoulder by another elite with a plasma pistol. And, uh, and our uh, head elite he is pretty pissed his, about it. He's Yeah, and I, I was like, okay, I like that. Like, because it, I that's why I think it's the arbiter because he specifically said I will bring you the head of the demon so he I think he know maybe he might not know it's him maybe I could think he's some other human well, but I, but the way that he reacted made it seem like he was a worthy opponent and I well yeah and, and there was honor in this like you just fucking killed yes every bit of honor this fight had you asshole and so yeah he just fucking lops his head off which is a cool shot. Like how, not even like the full head like it goes like through the center and just slides down like i like that it was a cool shot um um yeah I, again it was cool to see chief use a sword outside of armor yeah uh so then chief is lying on the floor wounded almost killed the elite goes in to try to like kill him and mckee stops him for i don't know sentiment sentiment not yet sentimental reasons i, I mean, guess you never forget master cheeks Sh- sure uh, so then Vanek ends up picking up a uh, a needler, and he tries to shoot that that elite, and the needles just, like, fucking bounce off of his armor. I, and that's another thing that I was like, that's a cool detail, and I thought that was fun. And, like, of all the weird shots of CG, I thought that looked really good. I think the elite looked good, and I think that, the, yeah, they're just dum, 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 sliding off. Yeah, uh, one of them sticks in, but he, like, fucking pulls it out and just jams oh, it dude. into, his, he, into Vanek's fucking chest. When he took it out and stabbed him with it, I, like, I didn't even think of that, because you don't you can't do that in the game. That's a ballsy move. <laughs> um, and I guess there was just enough time there, and 
Van exploded. Yeah, Vanek's pretty fucking wounded and it explodes and he's gone. He's he's fucking dead. Chief screams and distraught. Yep. Um and the Covenant leave and everyone's like just trying to fucking recover here, I guess. But we get this like one final shot of Vanek looking up at a clear sky through a hole in the ceiling, and there's birds flying above. And like I said, I think that's a really nice dovetail from the beginning of the episode with him talking to the pigeons to the last thing he saw because he, you know, as he talked in the first couple episodes, he had recently been watching nature documentaries about birds. (laughs) Like it's, it's sad to me that like, that was the, the extent of Vanek's narrative run as a person. And we get all of this with Riz and a little bit from Kai, but like Vanek is stoic, likes birds dead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it, it kind of it i i applaud them for taking out two regular characters like that not one two in the same episode i i think because to me that again signals like hey this is the big turning point, and this these next four episodes are going to be fucking crazy. Well, and there, there's no earthly way that you could get out of this big of a catastrophe and something with this high of stakes with all of your main cast in line. It's it's unthinkable. You shouldn't be doing that. It, yeah, because it kills any stakes. It kills any momentum. of. If, if they have plot armor in addition to their regular armor, it doesn't work. The only character that would not die and will not die is Chief. He's the only one. I think... Except Rizik's, for that time that he died. <laughs> yeah, and we, we're just going to hand wave that away in the next season. Uh, start of the next season. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's the only one. Because I honestly would not be surprised by the end of season two, R- Chief is the only one left. Uh, I mean, even Soren, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dead. Like, I truly think that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my knowledge on the Halo lore is spotty enough, but for the longest time, he was like the only Spartan. Yeah, and then we got like the uh, the Spartan threes and fours. Oh, or hey, I don't think they'll do this. Would be crazy. Here's the thought: since we're doing Silver Timeline. Uh, why not if so if I again we don't know what happens here so say Riz dies say Kai dies and it's just Chief maybe you could promote Perez but you'd have to she's I mean you can't really do the Spartan thing to her I guess I don't know how that works Um, I don't know that Perez would ever fight again but what if instead of he is like if they get a season 3 what if with season 3 the team is the team from Halo 5 but instead of hunting him, they're they're his team. Uh, so like Locke and all I, I, those guys. I think the way that they're going, I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think eventually we need to actually like get onto the loose plot of the games, and we haven't even really touched the narrative for the first game yet. We're we're in the prequel stage at the moment. Well, and and the the next four episodes clearly they're going for the rings, mm-hmm. and they're going for that, and. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, you, you know, you and I like sat down to do this. We, we talked about it. Like, okay, we're gonna at the very least commit to season two, and maybe the, you know, if there's a season three, but season two is gonna have to do things to make me want to come back for season three. I don't know how this is gonna end, but halfway through, I'm enjoying this a heck of a lot more than I enjoyed season one. I mean, I'm less hate watching it than I've hate watched other shows. I'm actually looking forward to not just doing the show. I'm actually looking forward to actually watching the 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 show for the one time that you watch it. Yeah, I only need one. But I'm that good. Yeah, like <laughs> overall, I think this. I and I've heard it bandied about. I haven't watched other people's reviews, but I've seen the the general consensus is this is the best of season two, possibly the best that they've done so far. And yeah, hey, I mean that's a mildly low bar to cross, but I, I think it rings true. It's just, I don't understand why it took this long to get to this. Uh, because there were people who didn't understand the subject matter and there were personnel changes and, and, and I think that if they had done something like this in season one, I think 
Well, uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, if you could rewrite season one, there'd be a lot of changes. Yes. Like, we would have already had, my, if, if I were doing it, Fall of Reach would have been, like, the end of the first season. Like, it's it's interesting because we're, I, I applaud them for the decision to not just hand wave away certain elements from season one. Like, we're still dealing with Quan and we're still dealing with McKee, even though they could have just shelved that and they, been done with it. I, they even did a fake out of saying Madrigal was lost. Like that could have just easily. We, yeah, we've we've already mentioned that, but that that's one example of getting out of. You could have got hand waved away something from season one. They could have, but instead they decided to take the, the hard road. And I, I respect the decision, although I deg- disagree with the rationale. Yeah. I, I think it was a bad choice, but it. You know what? I I I've heard it said in a different episode, um, that's. There's a delineating line here. The less Quan that we get, the higher the quality of the show. And I think if we just continue that downward I, until she's gone, then I, I think we can just keep getting better. I think it holds true because I think the uh, if you if you could hear my bitching from last season or last episode, uh, yeah, I was very unhappy with Quan <laughs> being around because again, for the most part, I enjoyed that episode until she showed up. I, I will give a, a shout out um, here um, for for the actors that we don't normally get to see much of or we hadn't seen much of to this point. I think Perez, the actress who plays her, did a really nice job. There is this moment where they got to Fleet Com and she was trying to help the medics evacuate. And she's standing there in a daze, just like trying to absorb everything that's happened to this point. And I think she handled the the emotion very well. And, uh, yeah, no, I think that was a really good standout moment, a quiet moment that worked really nicely. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, if we were to give this a letter grade, I would probably be huh, – I'm giving it – I would say – plus B. Okay. I'll, I'll go one higher than you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it – I give it an A. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, okay, like, for a Halo episode, it's an A, but for an episode of any show, it's not there yet. Why? Like, it's improved, but it's not there yet. I ju- well, I mean, uh, give me... Shaky effects, again. <sighs> yeah. Um. Once again, we're caught juggling a bunch of um, plots, and there's a bunch of momentum killers, so it's still kind of uneven. I, I see. I don't. I didn't. I don't know, man. I didn't feel like there was a momentum. Really, that I, the shop, the woman in the shop. Okay, that's the one I could see for sure. But like, I like it was a nice moment, but ultimately you could write that out and you'd never know the difference. Yeah, I, I just think that for, honestly, again, I think the, a little bit of the opposite. I think they managed to handle a lot of different storylines pretty well, and. I think they closed some loops. Uh, like, like maybe not is... with Vanek. Vanek kind of, you know, but with Keys, now there's a lot more to to fight for for Chief and, because, again, uh, Keys was one of the few people that he actually liked. Sure. I'm not yeah. saying that uh, it's, not an, it's not any one particular thing. It's just the culmination here compared to like a bunch of like admittedly fantastic shows that have a episodes this doesn't keep up with it for a halo episode it's an a for an episode of just a show no nah, it's it's a b mm. interesting uh also uh i was looking it up cuz i was wondering what the team so the blue team is the team that chief has in the games um which and, is very interesting because Blue is Cobalt and Cobalt is dead. Yeah, and his seam is silver because it's the silver time. Like, what the... Okay, what are we doing? Well, um, they just wanted to make a hard break between... I guess. But there's a... Like, Chiefs had... That's another thing, too, I've noticed. I'm looking at it, right? And it's just a long list of names and a good portion of them just say killed in action. Yeah, no, it's... The body count is relatively high. It's And again... You can tell that there's an effort made this season to actually try and respect and understand the material because 
it ad- to me that adds to the mythos of what John was saying earlier in the episode of like I'm going to lose teammates but I'm not going to get lost. So like that's the one common denominator whenever he has a squad most of them die, if not all of them die, and he still lives. Well, if you think about this in the paradigm that, you know, this is a first-player game and Chief never actually completely dies, but everybody else starts dying, yeah, no, that makes sense. He's basically just got unlimited lives. He's just like, hey, man, I'm just... Say- oh, real fast, I want to get this in before we get out of here. I love the fact that he gave the coin to Perez and said heads after he flipped it to her. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice little, t- nice little thing there. I like that a lot. The dialogue's better. The show's better. I give it an A. You, Let's you go. Give it what everybody. you want. Let's go, Halo. I, I, I don't think the, the dialogue <laughs> is completely better because there are some cringy fucking lines. They're okay. just they're 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 far and few, but they are there. There there was that moment where they got back to Fleetcom and she said, "I, I think uh, Ray, uh, Perez said something effective." So that's it. You're not going to say anything. What the fuck is this moment? Oh. Well, you know, for every Keys speech, there's... I'm going to punch you in the face. Or what was it? Okay, thanks. Yeah, she's, she's like, so you know, you're just going to go back out there and fight, uh, keep fighting? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm a fucking soldier. Yeah. There, there's a war going on around us. What the fuck do you think? I don't know you if think? you know this, but I'm the master chief. <laughs> you know, bet- bet- between that and what fucking Kai said two episodes ago about... I can't even describe what's going to happen to your face. That's what I was trying to get at, that one, yeah. Who fucking... What? Who wrote that line? For every speech, like, Jacobs is that. Yeah, so, like I said, I I think it's very good for a Halo episode. Um, You know, it's not uh, series finale of Breaking Bad good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a marked difference here in the writing quality. On its surface, it's good. For Halo, but... So, yeah, we uh, will be back for another episode. Episode 5 is going to be called Alera. So, I don't know what that means. Alera. Alera. A-L-E-I-R-A-L-E-R-I-A. Yes, that's what it was. Alera. Weird, I thought I knew Thermopylae was coming up. Um... Uh, Thermopylae's episode seven. Okay, so and I'm sure I'm sure that's their last stand. Yeah, then maybe eight, episode eight is like the resolution of all that. Because yeah, it's Alera, then Onyx for episode six, and then Thermopylae episode seven. Huh. So, there you go. Yeah. So Exciting lots stuff. to look forward to. This is it, the question man. Is, this is our halfway point. So the question is, do they go up from here, or do we start? driving across or going down where where is the direction because yeah. this is the episode they were hyping up so where do we go from here yeah and, and i think rightfully so i think this is a really good episode where i could present to people and saying like this is why i like this this is why i like this show this is why i try to stick with it this on the same end, I hope they. I really hope they end strong with the season, and and if they do get a season three, understand that like, get to the fucking point, man. We don't need all this filler shit. Get to the point, and you've got people's attention now. You gotta you gotta win us over. So, there we go, Alara next week. And uh, what do we say every episode, Sparks? Uh, at the end of the game, the pawn and the king go back into the same box. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Pale Love Shop here with Jake and Tyler.